everyone. Welcome to Agents Unfiltered, where we talk about the do's, the don'ts, and the what the fucks of real estate. I'm Allie. This is Danielle. And I'm Cassie Day. Join the three of us every week as we deep dive into some wild real estate cases and give our take. We are not attorneys and want to make it clear that this podcast or any linked materials should not be construed as legal advice. Nor is this information a substitute for professional expertise. We are not lawyers, doctors, financial advisors, and mortgage lenders, but we are your new BFFs. Are you guys ready to dive into a case? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. You guys may have heard of this one. It's back from like 2004, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is the case of Joukowsky versus Borchelt. I think the hardest thing about doing this is going to be pronouncing names correctly. So I apologize in advance (laughs) if I mispronounce anyone's name. And so I'm just going to walk you guys through what happened, and then we'll talk about our thoughts. And this is Washington State. This is Washington State, which is our state. So it's a great place to start. So in 2004, Timothy Joukowsky and Ari Tekasi, oh, see what I mean? A married couple purchased a waterfront home in Mason County. They went under contract on May 13th of 2004. They entered into a purchase and sale agreement. So they got signed around. They were under contract. Part of that in Washington state is a form 17, which is our version of a seller disclosure. It's where you disclose any pertinent information about the property. It's really long and there's a bunch of questions, but it's very important. So this whole case kind of sits on that form 17. So they answered no to the following questions, and these are going to be important later, so pay attention. Has there been any settling, slippage, or sliding of the property or its improvements? Does the property contain fill material? Is there any material damage to the property from landslides? Are there any other existing material defects affecting the property that a prospective buyer should know about? So. They sent that seller disclosure. They did end up amending it with more information. So um, it referred back to a Mason County Department of Community Development letter dated June 11th of 03, which signified the granting of a permit for a block wall as part of the revegetation project, indicating that the property was located within a landslide hazard area. It also had a geotechnical report by a geologist, Harold Parks, which had been ordered in 02 when they were contemplating putting an addition on the house. The Parks report said that a slope on the property was unstable within the first 25 feet of the shoreline, particularly within the first 10 feet. Although the report indicated that an addition could be safely placed only to the west of the existing home, it was eventually built to the north of the home. So they added an addition. But the environmental studies said it could only be done on the west side of the yes, home. Yes, and okay. it was built on the north side. Of okay, home. and do we know if the north side is towards the shoreline? I'm assuming. Um, I'm assuming. Okay. I'm assuming. Um, we can always look that up. Okay. So they provided the amended Form 17 seller disclosure with all of the above mentioned documents to their agent who then passed it on to the buyer's agent who then gave it to them over email. Okay. So it was given to them. They closed on the home within, and they had their own property inspection, but there was nothing about soil stability in it. They didn't get any additional inspections to look into it. So the closing was on June 30th of 04. And then in 2006, a landslide occurred that damaged the house. They were told to vacate immediately. And they heard from the neighbors that the Borchelts had known about the issues with possible landslides. So 
the buyers ended up bringing a lawsuit against not only the sellers, but also both agents. So both the listing agent and the selling agent. Okay, so I do have a question one. Yes. Um, was, they answered no to all of those questions on the seller's closure, right? Mm -hmm. Not don't know, they said no. They said no. And the, it was it the landslide that caused the issue or was it that their lot caused the issue? I think there were multiple factors that caused the issue. Okay. Because there was fill material used and they had said that there wasn't and there were landslide issues. So, but they did clarify that. Mm -hmm with an amendment to the form 17. Okay. So they had the original They did form have an amendment to the 17. Yes. And that was that was sent to so the more the amended form 17 including all of that documentation was given to so they amended the form 17 to say yes there were issues with landslides and all of that. Yes, and included all of the documents. So out of all the times I've heard this case, I have never heard about the amendment. Me either. Yes. That's and why I'm like so confused. That okay. came up on this case is that there was cracking on the floor of the basement, the concrete basement. From um, the addition? That was covered with a carpet. Okay. That they did not see so until they really after didn't know about it. So they filled it out truthfully. That was one of the big issues in their case was that, okay, we got information, but obviously this, per the amendment, the problems had been resolved and they were aware of the issues. Okay, so this is what the county gave us. This is what you know, this is the information that we have. We followed the what they had told us to do, but they ended up building it on the north side and not the west side, the addition that was built. Okay, I find this really interesting. Very interesting. There's a lot on of moving parts. So and I'm curious as to why they brought case against the agent. Yes, maybe both agents, but specifically the buyer's agent. Because if all of that, unless they're, they're saying that it wasn't forwarded, but if they got all that information. Yes. And there is, an e there is an email trail showing that it was given to the buyers. Who knows? You know, when you send a buyer something, it's mm -hmm. the best practice to call them and say, hey, I just sent you this important information. Sure. We're still within our time frames. Make sure you read it through. You know, mm -hmm. and if it's something like this, like telling them, it may be conducive for you to get some additional inspections and make sure it's not an issue. Because in their lawsuit, their main concern was the fact that the addition was on the north side of the house and that it was constructed on uncompacted fill material. And the report had said that they could add to the west side of the house, that that was stable. And then the sellers had chose to then build on the north side of the house. So that was a main part. And then the other main part were the cracks on the concrete floor of that basement that were covered. With the carpet, which mm -hmm. the sellers knew about, obviously, yes. and did not disclose to the buyer. Yes. Oh, do you have thoughts on it? Um, not really. It's just like hearing it in a different light. So now, like, everything I've thought about this case before, I'm like, uh, interesting. I know. Because I always thought that it just wasn't disclosed and it was like, the seller's disclosure was poorly done or poorly explained or there was some like malpractice in there but now i'm like okay they figured out they were wrong or remembered whatever happened right mm -hmm. and then had an amendment and everything was forwarded here's my issue with it and this is like i think where it may be headed but this is my thoughts on it i'm i still would love to know more about the agents parts yes. in this but mm -hmm. so it sounds like one, they only came to share that additional information after the buyer did inspection. 
right? Um, it was a county did inspection for the yeah, wall, so not the buyers, right? It was the county that the county had water. gotten all of that information. They had a fifteen day inspection time frame, and I. I don't know what happened first. Okay. I'm not sure the time frame of when the amended Form 17 was given to them as opposed to when the inspection happened. Okay. They don't clarify okay. the time frames on that. Because the other thing, I mean, minus that, because if it did come to light only because buyers were doing inspection, then I feel like if that were the case, which we don't know, I would... That is kind of like you can feel like they're kind of hiding something because then all of a sudden they're like, oh, now we have all this information, right? right? Mm. Okay, but let's just assume that's not what happened and they gave them the amended stuff before. Them stating that it was corrected yeah. when the information doesn't, is it's not corrected, mm -hmm. I think is their downfall. Yeah. That would be my thoughts on it. And so I don't know if the liability on the agents could have been I don't know how it ended with the agents but I don't know if it could have been because one as an agent we owe fiduciary duty to our clients right yeah. now granted for the listing unless there's a material defect we still have to disclose material defects if we know about them right yeah so I don't know if the court said okay as an agent you should have read through all that information that was given to you and if you saw that it wasn't corrected yeah and then on the for like the list agent right then you still have to let your sellers know that they you have to disclose it if they're not going to or they need to disclose it like that's our job yeah, right? right that's our only way out of the fiduciary duty not out of it but you know like the only thing we can do outside of that is if it's a, a fact that's material fact but um or and um for the buyer's agent I could see them maybe being at fault because they either didn't read through it, they just forwarded the information and were like, here you go, here's the info, which mm -hmm. to be fair, I think everyone's guilty of at some point or another. Yeah. Like you get a bunch of stuff and you're like, you kind of gloss through it, but you're not really reading it, which if you don't know about it, obviously you don't want to give advice that you don't know anything about. But right. at that point, maybe they should have said, um, suggested that their buyers talk to an environmental engineer or somebody like that who could then explain to them the severity or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's the only, you know, that's where I could see maybe the agents having some culpability in it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I, I feel like that's a tough one, but the it sellers that I think the sellers are definitely in the wrong. Yeah. Even with the amended thing, if they made it sound like it was corrected and they knew it wasn't corrected. Yeah. They knew that they actually went fully against the advice mm -hmm. of what they were told would work. See, I missed that part. I was yeah. in Halley Land when that yeah. was mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's a plan. It's hard to I live out there. Okay. I, it's like I come in and out, so I think I am here enough to yeah. really know what's going on. And then I hear a very important detail, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Wasn't there for that. Uh -huh. <laughs> no, I wasn't sorry. It's okay. That, those are my thoughts on it. I'm like yeah. kind of curious I, how it's settled. Yeah, so they ended up dismissing all the claims against the Borchelts regards to fraud, except the only one they upheld was the fraudulent concealment regarding the cracks in the basement floor. And they ended up dismissing them all on the economic loss rule, which is a basically just stating that it shields a party from liability if the damages are just economic and not at all related to any sort of personal injury. That's so interesting. So basically, the only thing that held up was the concealment of the cracks. Yep. So what were they going after a personal injury? Is that I am not entirely sure, but that that economic loss rule didn't allow them to get any sort of a like 
settlement. Yeah. Okay. And so then the Joukowskis ended up taking it to the appellant court okay. because they wanted it to go before a jury and they felt that they did have valid claims. And the appellant court court ended up upholding what the original court decided. Do I dare ask what an appellant court is? For appeal. They appealed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all these terms and it's so fun. So they ended up wanting to appeal. So okay. they appealed. And the only thing that the appellant court allowed was that they could pursue the claim for rescission of the contract based on alleged misrepresentation. So basically it allowed them to make a civil suit as opposed to it being in the courts. So we, I looked up and tried to find any sort of civil suit and if they won, there's not a lot of information out there. I think what probably happened based on what I've read is they pursued a civil suit and then didn't end up seeing it through. They probably ended up getting their insurance to cover the costs. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing that this was a very expensive endeavor for them mm -hmm. with attorney fees. <laughs> yeah. And they probably just ended up walking away because there's no sort of ruling in a civil that you could find. That I could find. That's so interesting. That's so a really, they didn't end up getting anything yeah. from the sounds of it. Yeah, well, hopefully insurance money. I'm because sure that's such a shitty thing to deal with. Because it was, you know, I would guess that insurance would have covered something like that. Yeah. But it was the economic loss rule that kind of screwed them. Yeah. So, Well, it's also really interesting because, like, thinking about it, like, hearing this case this direction, I, yeah. I had not heard it this way before when I've heard about this case. Yeah. Um, I'm like, it's kind of one of those things, like, this is why you have insurance. Yeah. Because... I, I mean, they did amend it, the sellers did, and it is like, mm -hmm. okay, they were upfront with information or pretty upfront with it, I guess. Yeah. And it's just like, things just happen sometimes. Yeah. You know? So I feel like this is a case of like, you better make sure you have damn good insurance. Right. And it <laughs> yeah. was like, they, I feel like they did, I feel like I could understand why they thought they had a pretty solid case. Totally. But it just wasn't solid enough for the courts. Yeah. It's always so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hearing it in this light, I've got a completely different opinion than I did on yeah, it before. Right? Because yes. I always thought that they were just being super shysty. We're just like, we don't want to like claim that this has happened because we don't want to have to worry about mm -hmm. it. And now I'm like, oh, like it wasn't like a bunch of people trying to do the wrong thing. Yeah. It was like sometimes you can try to do your best and it's still not right. And you, like you said, it's a good thing you have insurance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for real. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I also think it's a really good lesson for us as agents to make sure that we are helping cover our clients, like specifically on the buy side of this transaction, because mm. like I can just imagine getting all those documents sent to me mm -hmm. and like breezing through them and forwarding them to my client and yeah. being like, hey, did you get that stuff? And they're like, yep okay cool like without anyone understanding like that the addition was built on the wrong yeah. side of the home or anything like that and like not deep diving into it. and i think it's just a really good like not that we can deep dive into it you know like we can't take on that liability but pointing our people in the right direction or telling them like make sure you really read this thoroughly like even in the email like so you have like proof that you've let your clients know but like read through all of this yeah, and yeah. make sure you're okay with all of it if you have questions let's figure out who to talk to yeah and even yeah. like emailing that all to them so you have it in writing but then calling and say hey you've got an email in your inbox from me i think these documents are important mm -hmm. please read through them if you have questions let me know i just want to make sure you're fully informed yeah because then at that point if they've read through it all and they feel comfortable with it and then this happens you know, I mean, it kind of turns out the same way, but at least, you know, you did your due diligence to help your client 
to help protect your client the best you could. And they were still within their time frame to have an additional inspection done and could have if they had really understood the severity of what all of that documentation meant. Yeah. So I'm probably reiterating something, but when they got the information back, does it specifically say that it was built on the wrong side of the house or did it just say that it was permitted for this and then separately somewhere say it was built here. And so if it wasn't right next to each other, you just wouldn't even connect it. It was exactly that. Oh, the report that gives me anxiety. <laughs> the report said that it needed to be built, I think on the west side of the house and they built it on the north. Well, like think about like any of the reports we get from like environmental engineers, Those structural aren't engineers. words that pop out at you either that right. you're no. like, oh, concerned. Well, because really you would have to know, you'd have to like look at it and says, okay, you know, addition should be built on this side of the home and then yeah. you'd have to be like okay what side of the home was like you'd have to actually think okay yeah. let me is that the side of the home that was built on which some people would catch but a lot of people would be like okay cool it was like approved for an addition yeah, yeah i'm not carmen and, san diego no. <laughs> there's so many details in there how are you supposed to know which one is going to lead to your house sliding off its foundation yeah. Unless you like pick through it, it reminds me of the murder mysteries that we do. <laughs> it's oh like, oh my gosh, the, the little details. Like from one picture to another, there's a shoe on the ground. Like, yes, it's like yeah. how are you supposed to know that's what you're looking for? Yeah. You it's, know, and so I just feel like just really advising our clients to research and reiterating that. And at the end of yeah. the day, sometimes stuff just gets missed. Yeah. And sometimes stuff just happens, yeah. you know, and mm -hmm. unfortunate. But and um, I don't think there was any ill intent from the sellers in this case. Minus the rug. Minus the rug. <laughs> Minus the concrete cracks. <laughs> there was that. Was yeah. That. Interesting. Well, yeah. cool. I feel like this is a really good one because it's covers so many different. Um, I can't tell you how parts. many hours I spent reading all of this because legal jargon, like this is going to be so much fun. And yeah. also I feel like I'm going to learn a lot. Yes. I feel like <laughs> Allie's <laughs> eyes are glazing over already. Can we, can we name this episode Crack Kills? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't glazing over. I was just I in my it. little mind palace. <laughs> there we go. That's it. That's the there name. Yeah. Cool. Okay, well, make sure you follow us on the socials. We are at Agents Unfiltered. And if you have any further info on this case, we would love to hear about it. Like if you know if there was a civil judgment against it, we would love to know. But so also if you do want to follow our brokerage, we're at Touchstone IW <laughs> since we're no, here. Follow us there. But yeah, we are at Agents Unfiltered on TikTok mm. and Instagram. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you.